Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob, here this morning to share with you today's episode of our ongoing everyday fellowship with the world. Please let me first of all apologize for yesterday. I was unable to get to the message because I had too many things going on in the morning. And by the time I was done, um, I just felt like it's okay. I could I could have done the message, but I felt like, you know, let me put it all together this morning. So that's why I did not send out any message yesterday. And this morning, let me open up by just um, laying some foundations that will help us get more clarity in what we're saying. Today, do you know why people reject faith today? You know, people don't know that they are unknowingly rejecting faith and that what we've been practicing for a long time mainly was not faith for example for you to believe that if you are good to god god will be good to you you know that's not faith right that's just how things work if i if i greet my neighbor early in the morning you know oh hello neighbor how are you i trust you're doing good today innately i expect that the person will respond you know that was the first thing that shocked me the, the first culture shock i had when i when i arrived in america was you know so you know because i'm trying to be nice to everybody so i'll see this person I'll, hello how are you and then you know by the time i'm talking the person just walks away you know <laughs> you know you know i'm like so is, is, is this how people behave here you know and so innately when I greet you well, I expect that you will respond favorably to me. But that's not an act of faith. That is human giving and expecting to receive something. If you do good, you get good, right? If I work for you for 30 days, I expect that at the end of the month, you will pay me my salary. That does not require faith. It's not faith to expect that at the end of the month, I have put in my work and you've got to pay me back. That does not require faith. And if that is the system God wanted, there was no need for Christ to come because men knew all that beforehand. People have always been seeking for ways to put themselves in the good books of God so that God can be good to them. And, and understand that if that were also the case, then there's nothing different from what Jesus came to talk about this God from what Every other person talked about their God. Like I was sharing the other day, uh, the, the Romans, if the ancient Japanese and the ancient Romans had a God of toilet. I've said this before and it's true. You can go to Google and go and check that. They had a God of toilet. You were supposed to uh, make some sound or say some certain things before you entered into the toilet and you were supposed to make some sacrifice and, you know, some offerings to this God of toilet. Why? Uh, you know, if you think about it, then pub toilet was more of a public something and you could get a disease. So this God was supposed to help prevent you from getting those kind of things. And then, of course, they have this idea of, um, you know, how, uh, you know, the process gets back to agriculture. So, so all kinds of complicated things. And so what were you supposed to do? If you are good to this God, this God will be good to you. So that does not actually require faith. That does not require faith. That does not elicit faith. It's a matter of giving and just 
receiving. And so today, why do people reject faith? Why are they rejecting faith? They unknowingly reject faith because we have been lying to them for a long time that they can keep the law, right? Do good, God will do good for you, right? Do bad, God will do bad for you. So they are trying their best to do their good so that God can be good to them. That excludes, that removes completely Christ from the picture. You didn't need Christ to do that. You could have just done that. So why did Christ come? He came to give men new spirit. And this new spirit is activated by faith. And what is faith? What is faith? What is born again? Like I've shared with you, it is believing that as he is, so are you. Have you noticed that this does not require your sacrifice? This does not require that you are good or you are bad. It just requires that you have realized that you have come to the end of yourself. You cannot pay for your sins. There's nothing, there's no amount of sacrifice you could ever do to be able to pay for your sins. There's nothing you could ever do to qualify to have a right standing with God. Don't forget don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, 1,500 years lasted from Moses to Christ. 1,500 years from Moses to Christ, no single person was ever able to keep the laws. All the people we are, that were justified by all the people that were justified, the, the Bible listed them in Hebrews chapter 11. All of them were justified by faith, not by works. So even during the reign of the law, men could not be justified by the law. They were justified by faith. And when I say justified, it, the simple way to understand is that is that we could only become one by with Christ by connecting to him by faith. It's not because I'm black or white or short or rich or poor or perfect, well-behaved, not behaved. No, anybody, no matter what you have done or what you have not done, can take Christ, can accept that who Christ is, is who I am. That is faith because it does not require your impute. It does not require your qualification. Like as I said to people, and this makes perfect sense from a loving father. Don't forget, if I put any small requirement, for example, I tell you that the only way to be saved is to say Jesus is Lord and then you will clap your hand 10 times. For you that have hands, clapping hands may be an easy thing, but there are people who don't have hands. That means they cannot be saved. Anything that I add to salvation that is not just simply believing we disqualify a whole lot of people and make salvation not available that's why god has done it where anybody right can accept can understand can believe can receive the truth and see themselves as christ praise god amen and amen and amen so today people reject faith because we have lied to them that they can keep the law. And you know the funny thing? You have been preaching to people. I said this the other day. You've been preaching to people for 30, 40, 50 years. And no single one of them, of them even you the preacher, could ever stand before God with a pure conscience. Today, we stand before God with pure conscience because of Christ. 
Because once I bring my work, I'm tainted. But if I present the work of Christ, it's perfect. That is why Christ had to come, friends. So don't forget about this. And so let me drive this to the conversation I was having with you on Monday. That we are, we began that on Sunday, talking about who we really are. That we are the living Christ. Now, let me say something to you. Have you wondered what is going on? Right? I just listened to a, a lady on, on a video, short video this morning who was renouncing Christianity. She said, I don't want to be a Christian again. I don't want to be associated with Christianity. I don't want to follow uh, Christianity. Even though she's also coming to it by the side of the law. But what she was saying is that, hey, the Christianity I see in the Bible today is different from the one that I see outside. Right? That's what she was talking about. And of course, that is true. And what did she say? She said, well, Christians are supposed to be like Christ. Christians are supposed to talk like Christ. Christians' mannerism supposed to display Christ. But what is the problem? You can only be like Christ because you are like you are him. The way to get there is not to tell a man to behave like Christ. How can you tell a man who sees himself? How can you tell a man who is living in the consciousness of sin? To behave like somebody who does not have a consciousness of sin. Think about that. It never works. It will never work. You cannot tell a human being who sees himself as imperfect, as impure, as unholy, as cursed. You are expecting that the man will behave like Christ. How can he behave like Christ? It's not possible. It's not possible. It's never going to work. Because what that turns out is demanding from people to give you what they don't have. Christianity, what you call Christianity, has been demanding from people to give what they don't have. In their spirit is the consciousness of sin. In their spirit is fear. Most of the things many people engage in, they engage in it because of fear right? Fear is in them. The consciousness of sin is in them. Jealousy is in them. The fear of death is in them. Poverty is in them. And then you are not expecting them to give you the fruit of Christ. How? How? That's not possible. It will never work. And so that's what the lady was saying. This was saying, I resign. I don't want to know. I don't want to be called a Christian again. I don't want to be associated with that. I understand what she's saying, even though her approach is still wrong. Sir, the only way people can live as Christ is to become him. By becoming him, his spirit is now in you. Don't forget, whatever a man is in his spirit is what he is outside. If we help people to understand that born again is not joining a church, born again is not to sing Christian songs, born again is not even about a man having a gift. No, sir. Born again is that a man becomes Christ. We were born first in the likeness of the fallen Adam, the first Adam. Now we are being born again in the likeness of the last Adam, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.
And so when we accept the truth that we are the living Christ, we are being born again and retain that truth in our thoughts consistently. That's what we say. That's what we, we meditate on. That's what your spirit is coming alive anew. And when that settles, that with that Christ that is in your spirit is what will come out. Come on, beloved. It's, it's easy to understand. It's not complicated. We stand on the altar and tell people to behave like God, but we, but we tell them that they are not the same as God. So how can they behave like God? Right? So they try to mimic the behaviors. Sir, it's never going to work. For people to behave like Christ, they have to first accept the identity of Christ as their own identity. Now, the same people who are encouraging you to behave like Christ, if I tell that lady now that you are Christ, she will start to quarrel. You see how confusing it is. Even the person who is saying that, if we extray her own behavior, you will find out that she is nowhere near where Christ is. And so, beloved, this is the foundation of all foundations. I don't know what you're teaching people. I don't know what they're teaching you. I don't know what you're behaving. Oga, uncle, auntie, let's be realistic. Haven't you tried? You have tried. Like as I posted this morning, the same people who are shouting, you know, encouraging people to behave perfectly like Christ, in their own secret places, they are only crying for mercy. Because none of them could can ever stand before God and say, God, judge me if I have not done everything 100% perfect, both in thought and deed. None of them can do that. So in their secret place, they cry for mercy. They cry for mercy. Now, when we come out openly and talk about the mercy of God in Christ, they start to quarrel. They start to fight. Beloved, if you are listening to this message, let me say this again. I have said this before. If you are listening to this message, if you find yourself drawn to this message, God is the one calling you. Let me repeat what I said. You know why? For many of you, think about it. Maybe you knew something was wrong, but it wasn't as if you were actively looking for truth. It wasn't as if you got to this message because, wow, you know, you are praying to God, Father, I wanted to see truth. Then you are searching everywhere looking for truth. And then suddenly, you know, you connected with me. No, the message came to you one way or the other. Either somebody sent it to you or somebody drew attention to you. And don't forget, those there are people who receive the message and they walk away. So if your heart is opening to this, I want to tell you, God is the one calling you, calling you to peace, calling you to rest, calling you to restore you to the fullness of the glory that you had with him before religion came, before sin came, before any other thing happened. And that's what this message is designed to do, to tell you that as Christ is, so you are. Praise God. Now, the scripture that I rushed last Sunday, and I want to sign off this morning by reading this same scripture, is found in the book of John, chapter 14, verse number 12. I think John, chapter 14, verse number 12. Listen to what it says. I tell you this timeless truth. Again, this is Jesus speaking. I tell you this timeless truth. That means time cannot change this truth. Is one of those places he will say, verily, verily. What is he saying? 
the person who follows me in faith, not by works, not by doing, not by activity. No, he says the person who follows me, how? In faith. How do we follow in faith? It's what I just explained to you. It's not something you earn. It's not something you qualify. It's not something that you can do. It is to accept the truth and accept the light, the beautiful, fantastic, excellent, good news that Jesus is you and you are Jesus. That means we are taking his identity. If we take his identity, we take his authority. If we take his authority, we take his place. Praise God. Amen and amen. I tell you this timeless truth, he says. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me. What does it have explained this? Follow me in faith. How do you follow me? Believing in me. He says the person will do the same mighty miracles that I do even greater than this because I go to be with my father. Sir, what is the condition here? The person who believes. You know why we are able to do the same miracles is because we have become him. Any teaching, any doctrine that is not helping you to raise your consciousness, to raise your awareness, to begin to see yourself as Christ is, that person is stealing away from your identity. It's just as truthful as that. It doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter who the fellow is. They are minusing, reducing you from your identity. And that's why God is raising those voices. I was explaining to them that I believe, I was explaining to them yesterday, that I believe now that this time we are, we are experiencing the manifestation of the dreams of Daniel. Daniel had a dream of a statue. And the statue, of course, you know, was made. The head was gold. The chest was silver. And then the legs were bronze. And then it comes to the toe was a mixture of bronze and iron and kinds of things. And if you look at it historically, we know where we are because, of course, we know how that those different um, components of that statue represented different world powers represented different political dynasties and where we are is at the foot where it is mixed with iron and clay and don't forget when you look at gold silver i don't want to get into the depth of the prophecy this morning but let me just give you an idea when you get into gold silver clay um, gold silver bros you can see that the power is deteriorating and we know that the head of gold was the head of the man that saw the king, that saw the dream. And we know we have gone from that place down to the Medio-Persian Empire. We have gone to the Roman Empire. We are the feet where is a mixture of strength and weakness, a mixture of democracy, a mixture of autocracy, where they are trying to mix church and state, all that stuff put together. And the Bible says that suddenly a stone, that was not caught by human hands. Don't forget, no man assisted the stone. It was the hand of God that caught out that stone and that stone fell on the feet, on the mixed feet of that great statue and that statue fell. That means that stone will break down all these other institutions. And the Bible says, according to the revelation of Daniel, that that stone started to form and cover the whole earth. Ladies and gentlemen, this gospel that we are preaching, notice one thing very carefully. 
No one today can take credit to say, I started it. Nobody can. Unlike every other thing they have done in the past, if you talk about the faith movement, we talk about Brother Kenneth Hagin. If you talk about the healing movement, you talk about Aura Robos, you talk about all these other people. Nobody today can take credit of how this message came. And guess what is happening? It is landing on the foot of that statue because what it brings will make an end to this human system. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why the Bible said, listen to what the Bible says, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all men and the end will come. The gospel that makes God out of men, we bring down, we bring to a close all the systems of men. That's the transition we are waiting for. The gospel that will make God out of man, ladies and gentlemen, we bring to an end the systems of men. I just try to, you know, open up your eyes further so that we see what you hear today is not a joke. It's in prophecy, right? We are in the fulfillment of that prophecy. And that's why this gospel sounds different because where we are now is a mixture of man, a mixture of law, a mixture of law and grace, a mixture of democracy, a mixture of autocracy, a mixture of, um, you know, trying to mix God, uh, a church and state, all those stuff. That's the mixture. And it's at that place that that stone that was cut off, not by the hand of man, don't forget, not by the hand of man, don't forget. And then it landed and that statue fell and that stone formed to cover the whole earth. It is this message that you're hearing now. Praise God. Amen and amen. Sorry, I have to go a little bit into this. Sometimes it's good that we explain this thing so that you know that this is deeper than many people are saying. Let me stop here. I will come back to you again tomorrow. Don't forget, the gospel that will bring the man's system to an end is the one that makes God out of fallen man. Raises the man up from death and give him an eternal life. Praise God. Amen and amen. All right. So I will come back to you again tomorrow by the grace of God. And until then, let's continue to spray the good news as much as we can. And this morning, don't forget that you have been served. Shalom.